you haven't had sex since you've had the new hip, right? No. So the last time I did, it was two months before my surgery. So basically you could have some like fucking superpowers in them hips. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Spice Rack Podcast. I'm Savannah. And I'm Emily. And this week, we have, we're continuing going back to school. And we got a little mafia school in because you know we had to. <laughs> but before we get into it, Em, how are you? I'm good. So school starts next week. I went and picked up my key to my office. But I have a bone to pick. And I know Sav and I have mentioned this before. But student parking. Oh. So I bought my parking pass. There's all so I'm going to school like downtown. So it's parking decks. And the only semester long passes they sold were for the dorm rooms. Okay. Everything else is called like a budget card. So I paid $7. And I was like, this isn't adding up. So I go pick up my budget card on Friday. I have to pay $3.50 every time I park. And you can only load it on your budget card in increments like 20 parks, 30 parks, 50 parks. And you have to load them 72 hours before you plan on being on campus so that they'll show up on your budget card. Hang on, I wanna do some math. How long is a semester? So it starts August 22nd and it ends December 5th. That's like what, nine? No, it's like close to 16 weeks, right? Right. And if my parking, like my parking deck could be full and I'd have to go find like a different parking deck to park in. Okay. Actually this, I thought this was going to be a lot more expensive, but if you go to campus five days a week for 16 weeks and it's shit, I can't do math. Five times 16, and it's three fifty each time. That's only 280 bucks. Could be worse. That's but I was like. Damn. Damn. But that's a stupid process. It is. I think at Georgia Southern, we paid like $75 to park. I don't know. I just parked where I wanted to and paid for the ticket later, which was not a good idea. (laughs) But other than that, I've been doing some clothes shopping, just getting ready. So how have you been? Well, Emily starts school and her new job on Monday and I start my new job on Monday. So lots of change going on around here. I went to the lake with one of our friends from college. So that was really fun to see her for a little bit. And then we are fully under contract on this house. I'm like in house mode, looking at furniture, looking at fun little DIYs. So that is kind of where I'm at, just ready for everything to be done and we can close and move in and like get life situated. I don't think we'll move it until October though. So my current conundrum is that like I can't decorate for fall because I'm not going to decorate for fall here to then pack up all my shit and move. And I put my Christmas tree up in November, so I'm not going to decorate for fall for like three weeks. So that is the only thing that I'm slightly bummed about in life right now. Now, when I woke up this morning, it was 68 degrees here. I was like, fall is here. Fall is here. I don't care that it's like 90 by the end of the day, but I was like, fall is here. Football's back. Baseball's on. This is my favorite time of the year. And I, so... What's your favorite day of the week? My favorite day of the week 
Well, I mean, like, obviously it's got to be Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. Probably sad. I don't know. Probably Saturday. So my favorite day of the week is Thursday. So like, I just like equivalent, like fall with like that Thursday feeling, if that makes sense. So I'm very pumped for fall. Your favorite day of the week is Thursday? Thursdays. I don't, there's Why? just something, I don't, there's just something about Thursdays. Okay. I support that. I also feel like I'm in a fall mood because, and I've been reading fantasy because I'm in a fall mood. Cause I want like witchy vibes. <laughs> so I have been reading not a ton because I'm still like working and trying to like get my life together. And I was out of town all weekend, but last week I read this book and it was called dark night, golden dawn. And it was like Zodiac Academy magic and like vampires and shit. But it also was like Bridgerton high society season. And so they were combined and it was so good. I think the second one comes out in like October, November. So I am very hyped for that. If you like fantasy, you should get into that. And then I'm going to read a kingdom of stars and shadows by Holly Renee next. I think that's the next one on my list. So I'm on a little fantasy kick. It's probably going to stay here for a while, but one of my guy friends and he's my coworker, but like we've become friends. He, I convinced him to read Akatar, which I'm still trying to convince Emily to read Akatar because she needs to, but all my coworkers, especially like the ones that are my age know that we have this podcast. And so being like a smut queen is like a cornerstone of my personality to these people. <laughs> so he finished book one of Akatar and sent me a text and it said, finish the book. Where was the spice? Two question marks. Was that two paragraphs supposed to be it? I'm disappointed in the spice level. And I was like, buddy, it comes in book two. Like I did not steer you astray. So I thought that was funny. So I think that if I do read Akatar, I'm going to read it over winter break because I get a month off for winter break so I can actually sit and just read this series. I made this confession to Seth a couple days ago that Akatar has like really fucked with my brain because there is never going to be a real life or fictional man that comes close to Ryzen. Like he is he has so fucked with my expectations of what book men and husbands and real men should be that I like, I'm never going to be the same. I would give anything to reread that series for the first time. It was so fucking good. So I think you should read it. It like chemically altered my brain. See, that's how I feel about the Ravenhood trilogy. Like, I don't think I would ever find another trilogy or series that I like as much as the Ravenhood trilogy. See, and I felt that way too. And then Akatar just came in and like fucked me up in the best way possible. So I'm going to make Emily, Emily at some point has to start reading fantasy because so many people read fantasy. So she's just holding out and it's like not going to fly. She's got to get into it. So that is my fall project is to get Emily to read a fantasy book. I promise I'll read one, but so I've been, I'm a little bit slower than, um, I have been. So I finished Broken Rain by Ava Harrison and Ruthless Rival by LJ Shen. Both were different, but were similar in a way that both characters in both books knew each other from childhood, but the female character doesn't know right away. So you're waiting for the female character to like find out, figure out that they know the guy. But both were good reads and both involved lawyers in courtroom. So with like Ruthless Rival, I will read anything by LJ Shun. I can read a book 
for surprised about wind. Yes. I felt like I was in a law and order, like courtroom. Ooh. So it was very good. And I'm excited for the, so she has two more books coming out that, so there's three books and each centers on one of the main guy characters. So Riggs and Arson have book two and three. So I'm excited for those. And then I reread Brutal King, which we are discussing today. And then I'm currently reading um, the Mindfuck series. So, so far it's good. And it's interesting because a lot of people in my major, they go do FBI, do those kind of jobs. And so they're talking about Quantico, like that kind of stuff. I was like, I know this stuff. So <laughs> I'm excited. I hope it like lives up to the expectations because it is such a hyped up book that I really hope I just am not disappointed. See, I don't like personally know anyone at the FBI, but I've seen every single episode of Criminal Minds. Like I am a religious Criminal Minds watcher. Do you watch Criminal Minds at all? No, I got too spooked because I found out that it's based off of real events. Yeah. Okay. Well, they're bringing so it I back. So I got too spooked. Hmm. So I think you should watch it when it comes back. I don't think it's going to have Derek, which is like, you know, Derek is 75% of the show. It's Derek and Spencer Reed. Those are my two types. Derek is like thick tall athletic fucking hot and then Spencer Reed is like nerdy I feel like he'd be really good at going down on you like those are, those are my two times I have a question yes okay so my question is these two books that you read Broken Rain and Ruthless Rival were like kind of the same did you do that on purpose did you know that they were like kind of the same storyline no so I had no idea spoilers if you have not read these books with broken rain she is the lawyer and he is in like the mafia the drug cartel business but they were both involved in a shooting when they were little kids and the shooting was to kill his dad and it ended up killing her parents as well and during the shooting she takes him and hides him behind a jukebox And that's how they met. So she saves his life because the shooters knew who he was. Like he was the drug cartel. Like he was going to be the heir to the cartel when the dad dies. Yeah. And then in Ruthless Rival was she is that super rich. See, the thing is LJ loves a book that involves a rich family and then the housekeeper's family. Yes, 100%. So this is what we have here with girl her family's penthouse millionaire hedge fund manager and he is the son of a housekeeper and she like fell in love with the guy and she kissed him like he kissed her her first kiss she wanted to reenact the kissing scene from atonement because that was her book like she was a reader and the dad walks in when he is kissing her so the dad basically vanishes him from the house he gets kicked out sent this like really brutal like all boys school and that's when he meets his friends fast forward he creates a whole new identity he is this hot shot lawyer and her dad is being sued for sexual assault and the guy takes the case and is suing her dad oh shit okay and she's always been in love with the guy and she was told that he died (gasps) so she starts dating him but doesn't realize who he is so interesting okay they both are different in a way but both have the lawyer kind of setting which I I really like that trope so if anybody has more recommendations like that let me know see because I like I like 
those tropes, but I wouldn't want to read. I don't like reading the same book back to back, like things that have similar tropes. Like if I read a fucking virgin mafia, I don't want to read another virgin mafia. I need to do something different. Yeah. See, I had no idea because the way that broken rain opened, I, I, I had no idea where the book was going, like completely throughout the whole book. So Jagger Cole is a man. Yep. I don't think I've ever read a romance book by a man before. He popped off, I have to say. Like, I I really thought it was a woman until we read the, I read the website. A reader, first and foremost, Jagger Cole cut his romance writing teeth, penning various steamy fan fiction stories years ago. After deciding to hang up his writing boots, Jagger worked in advertising to pre- pretending to be Don Draper. It worked enough to convince a woman way out of his league to marry him, though, which is a total win. Now a dad to two little princesses and a king to a queen, Jagger is thrilled to be back at the keyboard. When he is not writing or reading books, he can be found woodworking, enjoying good whiskey, and grilling outside. These are such man activities. I love that for him. Some of his series include uh, the Savage Ears series, the Scalimi Crime Family series, the Power series, Wants and Needs duet, and then he has several standalones as well. And today, um, we unfortunately do not have a dedication this week. I'm dedicating this book to Emily because (laughs) she hyped it up. So she can have the dedication. Honored. Knowing that Jack, because Jagger, I felt like was a very gender ambiguous name. And so I like knowing that he's a man really changes my thoughts on things you know that he is kinky like you gotta be you have to like if you so this so brutal kink is the third book in the savage airs um series and i don't think you have to read the other two to understand what goes on in this one but some of the shit that goes down in the first and second book i'm just especially the second book i'm like damn (laughs) (laughs) like okay Like, I need a second to process that this is a man and he writes smut. Because that is kind of, that's hot to me. I'm thinking this is very sexy. Do him and his wife, like, this is like research. 100%. Jagger, if you're here, we have some questions. (laughs) I would love to talk to your wife. Can you actually send her our way? Thank you so much. Okay. Getting into the plot review, so Oxford Hills Academy houses the most elite group of students in the world, the children of major politicians, tech billionaires, general rich people, and of course, because this is an Emily book, the fucking Russian High Bravada High Council, all of their kids attend OHA. After the death of her major piece of shit father, Lizbeth Belsky takes the remaining money and influence she has to buy her way into OHA, which is awkward since her father painted a pretty big target on her back after going after two of the families on the High Council, who happened to be the families of the three kings at OHA. From day one, Lucas makes it clear that Lizbeth is not welcome and needs to leave. However, her whole plan is to stay long enough to appear in front of the High Council and secure her family's empire to leave to her sister, who is currently in a coma. The meeting goes awry when the council decides that she has to marry to access her funds and none other than Lucas volunteers himself to be her husband. Once the two are married, they give into the pull they feel towards each other, partially because they are both so broken and they feel comfort in one another. This story caps off with a heart that is quite literally broken 
an evil twin and a lot of miracles happening all at once. But rest assured that Lucas and Lisbeth get their happy ending in the end. And the last 25% of this book, if you put a fucking gun to my head and said, guess what? <laughs> I would be dead. <laughs> like I would have never, never seen any of these coming. So if you like a twist, you like a bit of a thriller, this would be a good read for you. Some of the tropes include mafia ties, academy romance, billionaire slash just really wealthy people. And I also think there's a bit of a found family trope for both of them in this story with their friends and then the people that they find along the way. I gave this book five stars. I absolutely loved it. This series, um, I haven't read the last three. So the fourth book is a steamy student professor um, relationship. And the last two cover Lisbeth's sister and another member of the High Council. But so far, one of these three books, Savage Hair is one of my top series of 2022. The cover literally has my deadliest poison, my only cure written on it. And if that doesn't describe this book in a sentence, I don't know what does. Personally, I think Lisbeth is a badass bitch and her taking over the Valeska Empire to save her sister Mara is so admirable. She literally comes to Oxford Hills knowing that Misha Island Lucas are there and they all hate her family because what her dad did. Like she's getting scowls from them. They're bumping into her. They're telling her, like Lucas literally greets her at the limo and was like, like, leave. Like you don't like belong here. Like nobody wants you here. And Elizabeth was dying and she was using all the time that she had left to help her sister. And when she was at the table and um, Anton offered to marry her and Lucas stepped up, I screamed. I was like, here we go. I think Lucas is fine as hell and his possessiveness, but also his attitude was hot. I'm just going to say it. When she was in the hospital and the doctor looked at Lucas and was like, who are you? And Lucas hisses that he is her husband. I was like, yes, you are. Because after they got married, they didn't even acknowledge each other's presence. But I did think it was cute because like he dressed up for the wedding. His friends dressed up, even though they like didn't even consider it a real wedding. I just thought like that was cute. But on a serious note, I really love how the relationship between the two became a healing device for both Lisbeth and Lucas. And like they were able to learn to be intimate again and not let their trauma stop them from living. They're both able to heal each other and let each like constantly remind each other that they are enough. And Lucas and Elizabeth, like, we'll get to Spice soon, but they never rushed each other. He literally at one point said, like, this doesn't even ever have to happen. Like, I don't want you to, like, feel a certain way. And when he goes and he is crime fighting in Manchester, she follows him and almost gets assaulted. He rushes to save her. And that scene really just changed their whole dynamic. And then I knew Lucas was God here, in my opinion. When he promised to keep Lisbeth's money and give it to Mara instead of keeping it for his whole family um, when he found out that Lisbeth's heart is bad and she's going to die. I liked this story. Emily, this was a five-star read for Emily. This book has Emily written all over it. Like I read this and I was like, oh, the hoes gonna love this. The hoes are Emily. She loved it. So I, but I will say I really liked this. I liked the book. I loved Lucas. Lizbeth for me was not my fave, but I didn't hate her, right? OHA seems like a place I would want to be. I, because it, it was in the UK, I heard everyone in a British accent. Did you hear everyone in a British accent? No, um, I didn't. And I have to say, Lucas reminds 
reminded me of Dean Yenon. Yeah. So I, I kept making that correlation throughout, but I was reading it all like in a Russian accent. Oh, you read it in a Russian accent. Because they're all, because they're all Russian. So I just like, when they were like speaking, I was just, I was reading it in a Russian accent. Okay. Well, I was like, I don't know if this is the Love Island summer that I've had. Everyone was fucking British and that made this a little bit better. Um, I love that these people found each other, but I, I really do wish that they would just go to, they need therapy. Like if we're being really honest, these are very broken individuals, but I think it, it did add to the overall story. It would have been very bland if they were not both a little fucked up. So here we are, but I liked it. I really liked Lucas. He was possessive. He was hot. He was caring. And I like, he definitely had the, like, I hate everybody, but you, and he only liked his friends, his adoptive parents and Lisbeth. Like that was really it. And so I love the, like, I actually hate everybody and I never smile, but I'll like occasionally smile when you're in the room. Elizabeth's dad being the abuser for both of them I was like yo like not only do y'all have a lot of trauma you have got some shit to work through because I just don't see if you were in this situation would you not blame Elizabeth a little bit if it was her dad yeah so when I when he finds that out they're in a very good spot in their in their marriage right both have said, I love you. And I was like, please, like, because pl- I was like, we don't really get a third stage breakup in this book. And I was like, please don't let, like, don't let it be this. But, but he fights so hard to hate her, but he just can't. But I would also be like, like, I know he keeps having to remind himself that he, she's not his father, but she's not her father. But a part of me would be like, yeah, damn. Like, this is a situation where I think a third break, a third stage breakup, forever breakup, like, would be justified. (laughs) Like, I wouldn't judge him if he was like, yo, I cannot do this. Like, I think that that's fair. So that really shook me. The twin brother switcherewski at the end, I was texting Emily and I was like, wait, he's is he like unconsciously hurting these women? Is he unconsciously like setting fires and shit? And then I was like, no fucking way. Do we have an evil twin situation? So I was also heavily shook. Again, I'm going to, I'm going to go on a slight tan, a slight little rant. I liked this book, but the end of it was so unbelievable that I'm like, Come on now, you're telling me that someone who's been doing heroin on the daily and also has been incredibly sexually abused, has miraculously doesn't have HIV. We, we are completely clean, which I mean, amazing. Statistically, I don't know if that's like really in the favor here. And he has the same blood type as homegirl. So when he dies, we keep we're doing, we're doing basement blood transfusions and the heart stays viable. And then this heroin induced heart goes into Lisbeth and it's the same blood type. We, the anti-rejection meds are working. Everything is fine. And then the sister wakes up from a fucking coma. I was like, no, no, this is too much. I, I was like, I really could have been fine with Lisbeth dying. I really thought that Lisbeth was going to die and he was going to end up with a sister. 
which would have been interesting. So yeah, that's why I, I, I gave it 3.75 stars. I docked it a little bit because towards the end, I was like, uh-uh, <laughs> ain't no fucking way. <laughs> this is really about to happen. Because truly it was the, again, I've watched a lot of Criminal Minds. I've seen every season of Grey's Anatomy and there are people who have perfectly healthy hearts and those shits get rejected. And so you're telling me this basement transfusion, heroin, um, very sad sex slave situation heart is just going to pop right in Lizbeth's body and it's going to start kicking. And I'm like that, I, you lost me. I felt really bad when he realized that it's Giannis because there is a point in the book where he is just like in the mirror Lucas is in the mirror and he's just growling he's like I miss you like he's talking to Giannis like he never got over because he thought his brother was dead so he never got over losing his brother like he would constantly be talking to him and then to find out it is Giannis I was like Jagger it could have been anybody else truly truly (laughs) not Giannis situation like I did not see that shit coming and you're telling me that they're both sets of twins and both of them had some like twin shit going on like it just I was like Jagger babe come on I was thinking maybe Giannis gets clean and safe and everything and then Giannis starts dating Mara the sister no I could not have fucking handled if they were having twin twin on twin (laughs) And then if they had twins and the twins had twins, that would be too, it would be too much. (laughs) Yeah, I liked it. It was good. I really liked Lucas. We're going to talk about the spice in a second. He was very hot. And now that I know that Jagger is a man, again, it's like my brain is being rewired as I'm talking about this, but it just towards the end, I was like, girl, come on. (laughs) This is not tracking. The heart reminds me, have you watched One Tree Hill? Yes. So I had the same reaction to this heart when Dan Scott, <laughs> the dog, when the dog ate his heart, I had the same reaction. I was like, no fucking way. <laughs> Ain't no way. I had the same reaction to this heart as I did that fucking movie that you made me watch about the heart. <laughs> that was so sad. And that's where I thought we were going with this of like, oh, she finna die and that's fine. No, she gets a heroin heart and it pumps perfectly. I couldn't handle Lisbeth dying because one of the fictional character deaths that will forever fuck me up was Sinners of Saints by LJ when Rosie dies in Dean's. I was like, oh, I can't have another one of those situations. I just feel like, okay. This is going to sound fucked up. I feel like we don't kill main characters enough. And I would like to start. Like, I think it would add a little spice to a situation. Like, let's just kill some people off. See how it goes. You don't have to do it every time. But once in a blue moon, a main character death would be great. See, Verity, that was a good one. Yeah. That was a good main character death. Agreed. So, like, every once in a while... Let's just kill somebody off and see how it goes. That's that's my plea to authors. Sav and I are going to write a book. It's going to be probably 1,500 pages long. <laughs> <laughs> some fantasy, some mafia, some sports, some people dying. So we have back some spice. So back to school, but add a little spice. You know that TikTok sound? <laughs> add a little bit of spice. So I gave it two peppers. We have a library scene, which I will eat up every single time. She asks what he's doing, and he goes, devouring you. 
<laughs> and the thing about the spies and like their sex is they take it very slow because he knows that she was abused before she like even comes out and like says it like because he's like the broken can see the broken so he's always like we don't have to do this like and she's the same way with him she's like always like what talking through and I just like really love that part mm-hmm. they're having sex for the first time and I'm pretty sure that she has never have had sex with anybody that wasn't her abuser and so they're having sex for the first time and he goes let me feel you love let me feel you come for me and he is just being so tender and we learn that he has his likes later on but throughout and like the other two books like Lucas is known for like scaring off women like after like take them to bed like he has like he is known at OHA as that like the crazy um person in bed and one of my favorite quotes is they are coming back from their Manchester trip and he goes I unwrap her like a gift because she is okay but I also highlighted this quote and let me read you the whole quote because I fucking wrote it down. I unwrap her like a gift because she is, but I don't mean to say I peel away the wrappings and ribbons. I tear like I can't fucking wait to play with my new toy. A man. Obsessed. I say one of the hottest things a man has ever said. I agree. Like, this is how like Jagger Cole has to be kinky. He can write this shit as a man. 100%. And we want to know. You've got to be. So, Mrs. Cole, where you at, girl? Let us know. We just want to talk. <laughs> it was just so fucking hot. I hate how she had a heart attack after the library scene. But just so fucking hot. Sometimes it'd be like that. Sometimes your little heart just gets going. And, you know, I think it's a good way to go. If I'm being honest. I Okay, so I gave this two and a half peppers. I think I need to remix my pepper scale because does your pepper scale go to five or does it go to three? To five. I just haven't had anything above three peppers in quite. So I, the only five pepper read I given was done at Vipers. That's fair. (laughs) That's quite fair. So I have, I've given, I think like two, four stars, but so far nothing has been done at Vipers yet. All right. Well, if anybody has a five pepper read, please pass it along to us. Cause yeah, my scale has not hit anything over three in quite some time, but I gave this two and a half peppers. I love Lucas. I think that he was a perfect mix of taking things really slow, but then once he was released, I was like, Oh, this is much, this is my speed as well. So I liked the tenderness. And then I liked the not tenderness you talked about this a little, which is funny that we both mentioned it. There was consent in like almost every scene. And like, that's just hot to me. I don't, I think sometimes, you know, it can be unsexy or people think that it's unsexy, but like every scene he was like, oh, is this okay? As he was like going to do it. And so I found that very hot, loved it, would like to see more of it in books for other people in real life, all of that stuff. Him bending her over the bathroom vanity and eating her out and then eating the booty like groceries was top tier. And I feel like that was a little slept on, like it kind of scooted under the rug, but mm, loved that. And then I also had, um, let me feel you come for me, love. I had that on my, that was highlighted quick. 
<laughs> like the way that I ran to highlight that section. So I just really like it was not they were not fucking crazy. This was not diesel in a viper sex. Like it was nothing absolutely insane, but it was very hot. I think they found each other and kind of healed a little bit by like coming together through spice. And so I like that we had some of those elements of it too. And yeah, I mean, Lucas is just top tier. We love and the bathroom scene was funny because she's getting ready. So spoiler. So if you haven't like read it, like basically a spoiler with the episode, but Smuddy sets her cottage on fire. Okay. He learns that it was on purpose. So he's like, pack your shit. He's like, Misha, I love her getting their shit. He takes her roommate. He's like, you're coming with like to live with us at um, their house. And they live in a mansion on Landshort Mansion. Like they have pool, underground yes. bunker, full mansion. And even when her cabin's ready, he's like, no, like you're here. <laughs> and so she's getting ready for her study group. And he like starts initiating and she's like, well, I have a study group. And he's like, you're going to be late. Like he doesn't like, she'd be like, I have my secrets. He's like, and I'm going to find them out. He yeah. is a no bullshit character. And one thing I like about this book was with the college setting, because we see it sometimes in other books. To me, this was, this is like realistic college spice. Does that make sense? Do you think that's the same way? I think they're in high school. Are they in high school? I think that this is high school and they're just old. They're like both 18. Uh, oh, I thought college. It's like elite academy, boarding okay. school, high school. Okay, no, then never mind. I mean, I will say, I think yeah. it's better than what I was doing in high school. So I can admit to that. I was not getting fucked or my ass eaten at the age of 18. No, it's, it's almost been four years for me. <sighs> but time, I'm a boy, but... A moment of silence for Emily, <laughs> please. <laughs> October 31, 2018. So spooky season really is around the corner. Oh my God. But please, please somebody come fuck Emily. And I do have one other quote that I liked about Lucas. He said, I'm going to make her come again before she's trembling and shaking all over. Like he is just. He was a giver. That's for sure. He was. Yeah, Jagger Cole's gotta be. But that's the thing, like that's the thing, like with the praise, like the degree, like it wasn't all so like overwhelming, which it was just like a really good balance of everything. Yeah, like I would almost say that this book was a little vanilla. Like they only there was only like two scenes where they really got a little rough, and so I think that it's cute how they kind of like grow together and they'll grow into whatever they want in the bedroom. Okay. Getting into some discussion questions, I'm going to ask the question that I have first, and then I'll let Emily ask her question, but I just, we got to talk about this. Do you think you could fuck someone who had your evil twin's heart in them? It just feels like some voodoo type shit to me, and I don't think I'm cool with it. Really mixed feelings about it, because in this case, he was so in love. She was the only, so he, I can't remember the name of it, but it, he had this like phantom neuro pain. So he would feel like somebody's stabbing him. He would do like special acupuncture. He'd let his friends beat the shit out of him just so he could knock out and not feel these. So Liz, when he, Elizabeth was around him, he didn't feel it. So I feel like you know, everything that they had to do in their power to keep Elizabeth alive was also keeping Lucas alive. 
Mm. So in this case, I get it myself. No, because I have a dead person's like muscle and shit in my hip. And that already freaks me out. I can't imagine my partner having my evil twins heart. Like I just would be just too freaked out. You have a dead person in your hip. Yeah. My second surgery, it's donor tissue and muscle. So like they're like tendon, muscle and tissue. Do you know who it is? Like, can Mm-mm. you find that out? Mm. Yeah. It's, um, the, like their donor, like the cadaver body. Have you given the new hip? You haven't had sex since you've had the new hip, right? No. So the last time I did, it was two months before my surgery. And my roommate at the time, Devin had to pick me up because I didn't have my car. And I was like, I like, can't walk. <laughs> like I had to, like, I was just like, now I got to get this hip fixed. So basically you could have some like fucking superpowers in them hips. <laughs> yeah. My doctor, when I woke up from surgery, because it was always like, if it was not repair, like it was kind of an either or situation. Like it could, like if it was so damaged, they would do it. So I woke up, I'm over here, drugged, zooted out of my mind. My mom has no idea what the hell's happening. And my doctor is like, yeah, like you have, like you're living like somebody else's life now. And I was like, what? So weird. weird. I don't like that. It's super weird. So I don't think I could, I don't think I could do it. Cause I would be like, did the badness go? You know what I mean? I think it's weird as shit. Bad juju. Especially with like the heart. Listen, I feel like the heart and the brain. And I I think I fucking transplants are freaky as fuck. Yeah. That's freaky. And so listen, I'm a I am a donor, whatever, an organ donor. If I die, like y'all can harvest me up, whatever. But I do think it'd be freaky. I'm not driving with it. And if you never know if someone was evil, but if you certifiably know that you had some evil twin heart up in you, I would be like bad juju, not good, not good. I would have the heart sage. 100%. 100%. Like it had to be saved before the implant. Like that's the thing. If this was the only way to save the love of my life, then yes. But if there's other ways, then we're going to go the other ways. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I have a lot of thoughts on this. Like, how did he know how to give himself a blood transfusion? I would not know that shit. Like, do I need to read a book on that now in case it ever comes up? But that that sounds like deep bravado shit though. Mm. Okay. So if I'm going to become a bravada princess, this could be something that I might need to know. Yeah. D- does Seth have an evil twin brother? Do we know if somebody's lurking in the, cor- in the corner? No, but if Seth had an evil twin brother, that <laughs> might would be fun. I would give him a whirl before I killed him. <laughs> be like, what are you going to be like in bed? Let me just find out. I'm going to buy Seth the ancestry DNA test <laughs> for Christmas <laughs> and be like, we need to know. No, no, this was the plot twist of the fucking century. The way my jaw hit the ground. Do you think that? So An- Anton sent him here because Anton was brought here by his piece of shit dad. And he brought Elizabeth to this house. So Elizabeth, so Elizabeth could get this like merger thing that shows how much of a piece of shit Anton's dad is. So that's how they found themselves in the situation. But do you think Anton knew that Giannis was alive? You mean Constantine? 
Is Anton not his first name? Anton is the dad's name. Constantine is the son. Oh, I've been saying the wrong name this whole time. Reznikov was such a fucking yeah. Russian name. Constantine Reznikov. One thing I like about Jagger Cole's writing, I know it's like nitpicking, but in the Russian language, when it's a V at the end of the name, it's a guy. And when it's an A at the end of the name, it's a girl. So I like that he follows that in his writing. Do you think maybe he has some like, whoa, Jagger, if you have ties to the Russian mafia and you're this kinky, don't post your address anywhere online because it will put you down. <laughs> this might be your dream man. What do you think he looks like? Hold on, let me creep. <laughs> Are you gonna look it up? Yeah. Anyways, I don't think that Constantine knew Yanis was alive. I don't think anybody knew that Yanis was alive because There's no way they looked exactly alike. I mean. Lucas was like, oh my God, it's me. I've been harming people. Like he didn't even think that Yanis was alive. No, that should have me thinking. Because when he talks about in the beginning how he has a hard time sometimes trying to like differentiate between like reality and like realist, like real life. Okay, Jagger Cole doesn't have any of his pictures on his Instagram. It's all the book cover. I mean, the Instagram is incredibly planned out. I feel bad for objectifying this man, but I gotta know if he's on. I, I can't find it. He has a book called Big Deck. All right. If anybody knows what this man looks like, let us know. We're intrigued. So she, so Elizabeth was given the option to marry Constantine or um, Lucas. So if she had to pick like in a marriage of convenience, would you pick a marriage of convenience with someone you know, but fear, or would you pick a complete stranger, but like, you know, of him? Okay. This is so hard because I think it has to, this is going to sound ridiculous, but like, I'd have to go off the vibes. <laughs> like, am I getting, if I'm getting bad vibes from the stranger, then no. And I feel like that's kind of what happened here. Like Lizbeth was like, Constantine is a little fucking creepy and I'm not liking this so no I'm out but if the person that I knew was giving worse vibes than the stranger then I'd probably go with the stranger I also think the thing about the stranger is that they don't know you at all and so you could always like put up a front like you could be in more of like a tricky situation if they don't know you and so that's probably in your best interest I think I'd have to go with someone that, like, I know. Even if, like, I know, like, we don't get along or, like, if I'm, like, scared of them. But at least you know, like, something about them. Yeah. I don't know. I, it's, I would keep going back and forth. I Like I said, it would have to depend on, like, their energy, their vibes, and I would just go based off of that. And I do think... I think the devil, you know, is probably better than the devil that you don't know. But if the devil that, you know, scares the fuck out of you and the devil that you don't know just scares you a little, then maybe that's a better scenario to be in. Yeah, I think I would do. I think she made the right choice. Oh, hundred percent. Constantine in the end though, wasn't as bad as he was made. No. Yeah. And I'm glad that he got his care. Cause I was like, who are the other books about? So I'm glad he kind of got his character development um towards the end yeah and we know that he ends up with Mara apparently 
Yeah, so her book is the last book. So this was third, fourth is a professor student, and then fifth and sixth is like their duet. Hmm. I feel like high school professor student is a little less fun than college professor student, but it'd have to be an eight. I think that most people make like stick with the age of consent. And so I guess if they're 18. Yeah. But still a little, a little less fun for me. Still could be fun, but not quite as fun if they were like 20. I think I'm going to start it later. It's like a novella, so it's shorter. Okay. But um, Jericho, like he said that you don't have to read that one to get the fifth and sixth book. I would also like to say I have not read anything else in this series. I have read this one book and I was not lost. There were some mentions of the other girlfriends, but like I could pick up what they were putting down. So if you haven't read anything else you'll be fine yeah because the other books are so different like the first one it's student tutor second bravada king and british princess like royal princess so they're very different you know i love a royal princess i might have to get into that yeah and uh misha's pretty misha is probably a four pepper oh okay yeah okay so if you want I'll spend a little bit more spice. Read the second book. Okay. Finally, getting into our boyfriend pyramid. As you all know, we have a scientific pyramid because we are baddies in STEM. And the bottom of the pyramid is the ultimate friends with benefits. Up a level is meeting the family. The third level, second from the top, is white picket fence. And then the top level, of course, is God tier. So I'm curious to know, Emily, where you put Lucas. Nobody's shocked. God tier. Period. Nobody is shocked. Nobody's shocked. I love that for you. Where are you where are you putting Lucas? I'm stuck on where to put Lucas because I do like him. I feel like he he was just a little too broken for me. Like I would go into this with the idea that I could fix him and like I cannot fix him. <laughs> I don't know that he is able to be fixed. So I'm thinking maybe once, like maybe ultimate friends with benefits, we could sleep together for a while, especially if he's like bad boy, rough Lucas, like that could be fun for a little bit, maybe meet the family. But yeah, I think that he's living, he's living in the bottom two levels. Slow down. Mm-hmm. Love Lucas. Next week, we are doing complete turn from the dark hills of Oxford, and we are going to Palm South University, where we're going to read Rush by Candy Snyder. It is the first one of the series, and we're going Greek life next week. Which is going to be so interesting, considering that I work for a sorority. We were both Greek, and we know a lot about this shit. So if it sucks, I am going to pick it apart, but that's okay. I feel like we should give a little intro of what this is about. Yeah. I could bring up the toaster story next week. (laughs) I think the. (laughs) Oh my God. If you bring up the toaster story, that would bring me life. (laughs) (laughs) I almost brought it up last week, but I was like, this is Emily's truth. I got to let her tell it herself. (laughs) Oh, oh, oh. Unveil it next week. Okay. Written like your favorite drama television show, the Palm 
South University series has been called a mix of Greek meets Gossip Girl with a dash of friends. Follows seven college students as they maneuver unrequited love, a teacher-student romance, the tangles of no-strings relationships, love triangles, and more. Each season has six episodes, and just like when your favorite show hits Netflix, you can read just one episode at a time or binge the entire things. With the perfect mix of angst, emotional romance, and romantic comedy, the Palm South University series is your next guilty addiction. So here we fucking go. We're going to Palm South. We're rushing. It's rush talk season, and we are ready to deliver. So Greek is one of my favorite TV shows. I think I rewatched it like three times. So I'm really excited for this. Are you team Cappy or are you team Evan? Team Cappy. Okay, good. I'm glad that we're on the same page. (laughs) Team Cappy all the way. All the way. Yeah, all the way. Each time I watch it. Okay. So we will continue this conversation next week as we read Rush by Candy Steiner. It's free on Kindle Unlimited. They do say that you should probably read the first book before you get into all of the rest of the series. It just is kind of like pilot episode. You need it to kind of get the story. So we're going to read the first book together with you. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. Bye guys.